the Pinball Network is online. Launching Final Round Pinball Podcast. Player versus player and player versus machine. Welcome to the final round. Hello, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all those happy holidays. I'm Jeff Teolis. And I'm Martin Robbins. Welcome, everybody, to the final round pinball podcast. How are you, Jeff? I'm good. Did you have a good holiday? I have had a great holiday period. I've got to tell you, uh, lots of food oh my god lots of food and i know this may come as a big surprise to you jeff but a lot of drinking and i mean serious drinking like who were you with to do all this drinking i know the kids were there and stuff where was the drinking yeah, done? you know the adults were in one part of the room the kids were elsewhere it just you know one became two became 20 it's just very, it's, it's strange how quickly it can multiply the amount of drinks over Christmas. I'm impressed. I haven't had a drink yet. Now, New Year's is tomorrow, so I'm sure I'll probably have one or two. Actually, I did have champagne. I did, I think, for Christmas with my wife. But that was one half glass. I am a lightweight. Yeah, that was a big surprise to find out when you came to Australia and, and won that tournament. Just thought I'd get it over and done with now. That you weren't anywhere near as much of a drinker as I thought because what you got to remember is before that, I think the the experience I had with you when alcohol was involved, I think you'll remember this, was at TPF where I don't oh. know how it happened, but just you would just come out of the woodworks with a new bottle of whiskey or a new bottle of scotch. It was like, where are you getting all this alcohol from? And it went down pretty quick. I got to tell you, there are a lot of people that may or may not know, just like you like gin, that I like Fireball, cinnamon whiskey. Mm -hmm. So I think it was at TPF, in fact, Chris Franchi gave me a bucket, and I'm not joking you, a bucket of cinnamon whiskey. It had like 25 shots. Mm -hmm. And all right, that's great. That's easy to smuggle. I mean, that's easy to go from hotel room to hotel room. And yeah, we really did tie one on that night. And without telling stories, I mean, who was there? We know that um, Steve Ritchie was there. Antoinette Johnson was there. John Borg was there. Joe Bowser. Boy, oh boy, that was a a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Okay, it's so funny because I was talking to my oldest, who's 25. Shane is 25, and he doesn't drink either. Except, like me, when you're away from home, when you have no responsibilities, you don't have to drive anywhere, you don't have to answer a call for kids being sick or anything that requires an emergency, you are on vacation, and especially at a place like a resort where they're giving it to you for free, or Vegas, where you gamble and you get it for free, Hello, sign me up. TPF, they they were just flowing. So that's what happens. And then, of course, in Australia in January at the uh, Pinball Profile World Tour event, those guys decided every time you play me or beat me, I have to drink. So, woo, good times. Okay. So are you saying that you drank a lot or drank a little because people had to drink when they beat you? No, 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 no. I I, I had a lot to drink that night. And then, do you know what? The last time I got hammered was on this show. (laughs) Our first shutdown of coronavirus, and we did that little, I don't even remember. I I haven't listened to that show since. I know we were hammered. I know everyone else was hammered. 
Was it like a trivia thing we did or something? I can't even remember. It was trivia. And then I think we had like a bonus word. And every time that word was said, we all had to take shots. Sorry about that. Apologies now. But we are now more mature. It's coming into 2021. (laughs) Those days. No, it's not. But I don't know. Oh, we should have done one for this. But no, no, no. You know what? I can't. I can't do it right now. And you're probably a little hungover yourself. So we'll just do a normal show as far as final round is concerned. Yeah. With inverted commas that you can't see. A normal show. Speaking of normal shows, we all got a little Christmas gift early when you and Ryan C. gave us an out-of-nowhere head-to-head pinball podcast. I listened to that, guaranteed within the first hour it dropped. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, it just it just seemed the the right thing to do. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, it sounds weird me even talking about it like that, but, you know, when I decided that there was going to be no more head-to-head. I, in my mind, I'm the kind of person that's not, I'm not very nostalgic. So throughout the year, I cannot tell you how many people have reached out saying, can you do another episode? And I think it was because Joe and I had done our final episode, but nobody knew it was a final episode. There was no real goodbye. We did a goodbye on the the Facebook page and on our um, website, but there was no episode that really said goodbye so I don't think there was closure and I never ever wanted to do another head-to-head again because I've moved on I've done I've got final round you know Ryan's now doing uh Jesse J and Joe's doing people players podcast he's doing the podcast he's not doing Jesse J can you please clarify that <laughs> he's doing Jesse J's podcast thank you okay I'm glad so I don't know when Ryan actually reached out and said hey let's do an episode I just felt Yes, because it has been such a shit year and so many people have wanted another episode. I don't know whether it delivered to people's expectations, but we just turned on the recorders, recorded any old shit and just put it out there. Merry Christmas. And you gave us yet another award show. How dare you? We already have one award show. How dare you give us the twerpies? Well... Come on, that's old. It's not like we've introduced it. We brought back the twerpies just for shits and gigs. It was pretty awesome. I enjoyed it. But unlike your last episode, when you signed off, I think it was 122 with Joe. And by the way, congratulations to Joe and Leslie. Uh, They got engaged over the holidays. They got engaged. Congratulations, guys. That's fucking awesome news. They're both such lovely people. They've been together for a long time, so that was very nice to hear. Congrats. But you didn't say goodbye on this episode of Head to Head either. So does that mean the door is open? Please say yes. Please say yes. We haven't spoken about what's going to happen with Head to Head. I would say if we've done it once, the door is still slightly open. But, you know, what that means. I mean, what was what was really interesting was recorded, edited, did the image. Everything still worked. Upload to the same location. WordPress still worked. Just click a button. It was all there. A year later, it was just easy to do. I think the big challenge that we had with head-to-head was, and you you know this with um, Pinball Profile doing four interviews a month, it's the interview part of it that really is the, the challenge. So it was much easier just Ryan and I recording, just talking to each other, and then upload it. That makes it more possible for the future two things one if this is difficult to do to do both final round and head-to-head i will step aside easily to bring back head-to-head no no Uh, no 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 okay okay no no i love final round okay all right that's one of us 
The second thing I was going to say was about interviews. You're right. They are tough to get. In fact, right now here, here we are. It's December 30th when you're listening to this. We're recording this on a Sunday night right before. Holidays, I guess. We don't have any guests. I have put out tons and tons of feelers. I mean, maybe somebody will call us during the show. We'll pick up. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But uh, I guess we'll just have to do it ourselves. Fake it till we make it. Yeah, you know. It's Christmas. People are very busy. You know, there's machines that need to be built and sent out. So, I don't know. You are, let, Let's just take this time to say thank you to everybody in the pinball community for surviving 2020. For We talked about it last episode for releasing some spectacular games this year. And though we didn't get to go out and play competitive pinball as much as we wanted to, we still got to play pinball and we got to experience these new games so i wanted to say a big thank you to everybody in the pinball community for keeping it alive for all of us when we really needed it the pinball manufacturers had a great year in 2020 i know the challenges were there we hope that we see the arcades pop back Uh, that makes it a little more difficult especially with their pro-like models which would be popular for the arcades but the products have been fantastic. So, yeah, let's see. Now, you said there's no competitive pinball. Well, uh, let me just tell you, this month of December, yours truly has played a ton of competitive pinball, and it's on the ICR. I thought, what the hell? And I got to tell you, it's so much fun. So what I've been doing is setting up on either Discord or Facebook Messenger, my iPad, because I don't stream, having the video on so the people could watch me play, and, and they could either send me pictures or do the same, and we could watch each other play. Oh my God, was it fun. So much fun. It didn't matter about winning and losing. It was just that kind of adrenaline of, oh gosh, I got to get this score. Or I've Maybe it was a speed run. We did something with JDL Pinball. That was so much fun with uh, Jim and Dina Lindsay in Germany. And they were kind of streaming my fishtails. They were playing too. And oh, it was, it was a hoot. So that ICR is a lot of fun. You know, it doesn't quite fill the void of competitive pinball, but things like that, certainly Pin Clash, People are finding ways. Ray Day has this pin baseball thing that's a lot of fun. So thanks for everyone kind of creating these events. Uh, yeah, and, and I think, was it Laura Fraley that had that online tournament as well where you could just post your, your scores up? It was kind of like a, a selfie league. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and that, I think, I've told her this. I said this on Pinball Profile. I really believe that that was, in fact, a big reason why the ICR was showing that this might possibly work you know with what she did and how many people entered that hmm it's interesting because tomorrow i release my pinball profile top 10 most intriguing people of 2020 will laura be on that list you'll have to listen and find out don't think i've ever been on that list well let's uh, keep the streak alive um (laughs) (laughs) okay we were talking about things over christmas i haven't even told you this yet so you're gonna kind of laugh in my face that's fine hmm Marty, you're a bit of a gamer, correct? That is correct. I am not a gamer. In fact, I have, and my kids make fun of me for occasionally playing it, a PS3, not 4, 3. And they're like, Dad, what are you doing? I'm like, are you kidding? Major League Baseball 2012, the show is the greatest game ever. And they're like, Dad, come on. So enough of the fucking insults. I bought myself a little gift for Christmas. An iPhone 3? (laughs) My 7 is fine. (laughs) <laughs> i got the ps5 <laughs> so did I, you really yes yeah, so i was at a, a drugstore here oh, shit i i was at a drugstore yeah we can play now each other dr okay. redness in the house anyway i don't know much about gaming so 
I've got my kids saying, do this, do this, do this. All right, all right, okay. I just like sports games, but I would like to learn other games too. Those fucking shooter games are so hard. Like, I don't you are you a Call of Duty guy or something like that? No, I'm. uh, I yes and no. I've played the Call of Duty Black Ops and some of the bonus content that comes with that. What I'm not, I am not a war gamer. Meaning, if it's set in a war, be it World War One or World War Two, that that I, I really don't like that setting. But if it's a war game where it's futuristic like Halo or something like that, I'm into it. Why? Do you have flat feet or something? What's going on? Why can't you go in the war? No, you afraid I of the just, draft? I, I just don't find that setting interesting. I, I prefer it to be more futuristic. And that's why Black Ops suits that, because it's all futuristic. So is that what you're playing on? P- what are you playing on PS5, Marty? I'm still playing Cyberpunk 2077, even though it's still crashing and there's still bugs. Besides that... It is. Um, this is my second playthrough. I've got it on a harder difficulty, so it's taking a lot longer. And this time, I'm absolutely taking my time. And in it, it's just it's a phenomenal game. And hello, Keanu Reeves is in it, so it's pretty amazing. Okay, all right. I heard uh, they're making a speed video game, so look out for that. That'll be a lot of fun. Or what was the other one? Point Break, the original one. I am an FBI agent. Is that the one with Patrick Swayze? Yes. Only d- double threat. All right, all right, all right, fine. I'm more of a roadhouse Patrick Swayze guy, okay? Okay, I thought you might have been more of a Tu Wong Fu Patrick Swayze, but anyway. No, no, I go for the original. I'm sorry, I'm Adventures of Priscilla. That's my go-to for drag. Okay, fair enough. And in Australia too, right? I was so disappointed yeah. when I didn't see that bus, I got to tell you. <laughs> They're everywhere in Australia. Oh, God, we're sick of them. Oh, God, another big shoe on a bus store. Anyway. Anything else happened in the last couple of weeks? No, look, as I said, I, I have drunk a lot last night. I, I streamed and um, possibly one of the biggest streams I've done. So, yeah, I'm. It, it is the day after and I am very dusty. So hold on a second. When you say one of the biggest streams, do you mean people watching or how long it was? What do you mean? No, I, I'm obviously... I'm Obviously, I mean the amount that I drank. Oh. But it was also it was also a big stream. There was a, a lot of people watching me get drunk. Do you know what it was? I got to tell you, it was a big middle finger to the DMCA. I just played music all night. And so, what will happen? Will you get a strike or something like that? Or, or yeah, or- bring it on, bring it on. How does that work? So, if you VOD it, they they mute it, correct? They do mute it, and. I may get a strike. I, I've I've seen the emails that have come to people where they give them a strike. I think it's like if you, you if you do this again, we are going to take action. So I'm just pushing it as far to see if I can get that strike. So it doesn't matter that you're in Australia. DMCA still affects you as well. It's anybody anywhere in the world. Yep. Yeah, because that even though I'm even though I'm in Australia, I'm still streaming on Twitch and it's on their servers, which is international. Oh, it's a mess. It's a mess. It really is. Twitch needs to find a way to pay the people for their copyrighted music, if you will. Yeah, agreed. But here's the thing about Twitch. I've been watching a lot of streamers over the last few weeks, and there are a lot of great ones out there. Many on Pinball Network, but many outside as well. And there are a lot of people putting a lot of great efforts, a lot of camera, a lot of gear, a lot of money put into it, especially since we can't go to arcades and we can't compete. I would imagine for a lot of people, this is their only kind of pinball content. Yeah, agreed. But what breaks my heart is 
some of these streamers are getting maybe 30, maybe 40 viewers. Or you watch something as exciting as Pin Clash, and that tops out at 400. That's a freaking amazing event. 400. But Marty, somebody with, I'm just going to say it, massive maybe a little bit of cosplay, can go on and do absolutely fucking nothing, or just chatting, and have 5,000 people watching, subscribing, and making these people very, very rich. It is disappointing we don't have the same assets to be able to get money for it. It's always been an interesting thing about the fact that we, we, we podcast, we stream, we love it, we enjoy it. If it was anything but pinball, we would probably be raking in the money. I wish I was a better Call of Duty player. I wish I was one of the best players in the world. I would be sitting on shitloads of cash right now if that was the case. Unfortunately, it's pinball, so it's a bit of a smaller community. But you're right. There are also people that are on YouTube, on Twitch, that are, you would say they're playing games. But one of the channels I did see was a person similar to what you're describing, who's playing a video game, but you don't even see the video game. The camera is just... You just see them holding the... Controller. And it's just on them, and that's it. (laughs) And tens of thousands of people watching. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. So we're we're in the wrong line of line of business here, Jeff. Marty, you're a good looking man. You've got that. You've got it. I think you need. We'll figure a way to make some money out of this because podcasting. What do we have? Two, three, four people listening to this thing. Yep, absolutely. So you would know because you've seen me. I decided this over Christmas that I would try to make myself more attractive to get people oh. on board. And yeah, you know it. You know what I did. Marty is gone full mustache, no beard. I have. No beard, just a mustache, and I am rocking it. I told Anne, who, by the way, it's no secret, is in love with you. Not loves you, in <laughs> love with you. And no, I, I know, it's no secret. I told her that, yeah, Marty shaved the beard. He's got just the mustache. I think he's a cop. And she said, she said what did he do that for? I go, I don't know. I'm just going to let him go with it. <laughs> i got to try new things. I've, I've got to get some money coming in. All right. So, the, okay, we got to figure, what is this A? SMR thing. So, so again, all the top streamers. Here's pinball, way down the list. All right, video games. Yeah, you can be some kid popping off, playing some war game, and you're gonna have hundreds, maybe thousands of viewers. You can be a DJ, just standing there, and boy, that drives me fucking nuts. And all they do is bounce up and down, bounce up and down. Some music's playing, whatever. Occasionally, they press a button here or there, maybe a little fader or slide. Fuck off. You're not fooling anybody. All right nothing's being created there you pressed fucking play <laughs> and then so, uh, by the way sorry andy rosa no djs are gonna listen to us now but give me a break show me show me the skills there i mean I, my kids listen to that music and i'm like where's the guitar where's the drums i'm an old man get off my lawn you are sounding really really old get off my lawn All right. type person no oh, okay again music is the thing that we always disagree on the most because i'm electronic music you're rock, so you're always going to be, oh, electronic music isn't real music. And I didn't say know, that. Where's the real drums? No, where's, no. Well, you said, where's the guitar? No, you no, said, no, the guitar? no, no, no. You said, where's the guitar? Okay. I so, have a problem with the DJs, actually. The DJs, no. there's so many people being streamed right now, and they're not really doing anything. They're just bobbing no, up and down. That's not true. What's no. happening? No. So, oh, this is a pinball podcast. Let's no, not even get into this. December 30th. The thing about, we can do whatever no, the thing about DJs are... It looks like they're just standing there with one arm on their headphone, just twiddling some knobs. It's actually 
No, it's actually a, a bit of an art form DJing in that you can easily turn people off or keep them turned on depending on what you're playing. And a good DJ knows how to take people on a journey through a set, how they introduce tracks, how they loop tracks to be able to create transitions where two songs that are are so disparate just should not be able to be mixed. They can do that. Anyway, I'm not going to be a massive defender of, of DJs. I'm just saying that I think there's a lot more to it than people give them credit. When you say songs being mixed, are you talking like mashups or just the blend to make sure the beats per minute match so that you can fade into the next song perfectly and a little bit of a crossfade? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's not even it's not even crossfade. Look, I'm going to after this, right? I'm going to send you a link to somebody that talks about how it's done and you look and you go, "Oh, okay. That is probably the the art of it is being able to have a set list that keeps everybody in a state of euphoria. The transitions is where you get technical, and it's probably more technical than you thought it would be. There you go. When I watch these Twitch streams, and the reason I don't watch them, they're on the top. You can't help but see these DJs. And all I'm seeing is in one hand on their earpiece going and bobbing up and down, whatever's, whatever's playing. And I'm not knocking the music at all. Trust me, I'm not. And they're not, their hands aren't fucking touching anything. What's being done? Nothing. Okay. We're not going to be able to get through to you here, so let's move it on. Led Zeppelin, knock one. DJ, knock one. We're even. Good. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No way. It doesn't bother me. I'm not a DJ, nor do I have any skin in the game there. I'm just saying that it is probably a little bit more technical than people give it credit. So, you know what? The great thing about me, just that little commentary, is that DJs will come out of the woodwork, maybe shit on me. That's fine. That's fine. Or maybe edumacate me, which would even be better because then I would, Mm -hmm. being the big man that I am, come on next show and say, wow, I didn't realize this, 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 this. So it's a really, uh, it's a call to action. Tell me why DJs are the cat's ass. That's it. Do it better than what I just did, because clearly what I just said had no effect on Jeff. That's fucking terrible. If you can all do a better job, that'd be great. Oh, and then of course the other popular Twitch thing again, just these very attractive people just uh, doing nothing other than being attractive and having a bunch of people online go, go gaga over them. That's where you get your money on Twitch. Maybe it's something that we should get into, Jeff. How's that mustache looking? Hmm? I think you're onto something. Oh, Marty, um, the Pinball Network made some news in the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, how dare they have the audacity to put out another award show? There's only allowed to be one award show, Marty. I know. I did feel that a lot of the, our steam that we generated has now just sort of gone to them i mean obviously the reach arounds were the premier awards Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ceremony of the year but now we do have the pinball industry awards courtesy of the pinball network but wait a minute isn't there already the twippies how dare there be another award i know and the feedback has been as expected people are like do we really need another award show do you need any big do you need any ah okay are we gonna go down this path now of discussing whether yes. we need a war- okay we're going to talk about the pros and cons of awards in general and we could be specific okay. or not so i think it's fair to say the pros of any awards whether it be the torpies we just heard on head to head the twippies which have been i guess this will be the fourth year now of them the reach rounds which got it has everyone excited or the pinball network trying to push these pias on everyone the pinball industry awards 
How dare they do that? What's the point of all this? My guess, and this is a pro, is they're entertaining. Yep. They highlight people and machines. Yeah, absolutely right. It creates discussion, I think is also another positive. Okay. Take pinball awards out. Let's talk about all awards. Every industry, media, they all have awards where they want to recognize the best. They want to call out, I guess, standout things that have happened that either move the genre, the industry, whatever it is, forward. Individuals that have done something pretty exceptional that needs to be called out. And I think the purpose of these awards are to have people constantly strive to do better each year. There you go. I think of movies. I'm a big movie guy. There's the Academy Awards. There's the Golden Globes. There's the Screen Actors Guild. I'm sure there's the People's Choice. There's other things I don't even know. The BAFTAs, for example. The Logies. The Lo- is that what it is in Australia? <laughs> yes, it is. It's the biggest joke. Anyway. Oh, okay. Well, there's even the Joke Awards, too, in the Razzies, right? There's, there's a lot of movie awards out there, and the same could be said for music. There's the Grammys. Dick Clark started the American Music Awards to basically counteract the Grammys. And by the way, the funny thing about those American Music Awards, um, you can't win one unless you show up. So, you know, like okay. they all have their own kind of reasons for doing these awards. It's a big show on television. There's the Songwriters Awards. There's all kinds of things in Canada. There's the Juno Awards. There's, I'm sure, things in Australia. So there's another thing that we sort of probably should have called out as well when I was talking about the purpose of these awards. And it, I don't know, I think it probably is also one of the major reasons for these things. It's because they generate revenue. Some of these movies that have been relatively obscure all of a sudden get an award and then Bang. And, and I'll, I'll give you an example, only because I was watching it recently and then I went to Wikipedia. One of my all-time favorite movies is Spirited Away. Oh, my God, I love that film. I don't know it. Which one is it? It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon? It's called Spirited Away. I think it was originally in Japan called Chihiro or something. Okay. So, this is... So, Miyazaki is the, the director and he... Studio... Oh, I'm going to say this wrong. Is it Ghibli, Ghibli? Whatever it is, right? So, known for some of the best animated movies of all time. And Spirited Away, I would say, is probably the best of his. Howl's Moving Castle is another one of my favourites for for those people that are into this kind of stuff. And it was big in Japan. It won an Academy Award. And then, all of a sudden, it was in cinemas all over the US and then was just huge. Like, I think when it first got released, it was in something like 200 cinemas. Then when it won the Academy Award, it was in 700 cinemas. That's the difference. And so, if you think about, bring that back to Trippies, the idea is that if you win an award for the best pinball machine, that should generate confidence in people to want to buy that machine, etc. Does that make sense? That would be another pro of awards is that you listening right now have a chance to maybe say who wins what. Yeah. And I know that there's, I don't really know the details of the PIAs. I'm sorry. Uh, I know it's on the pinball network, but it's kind of not our show. There is one category. I think, I think it's the hall of fame. That's what you can vote for. So they've got pinball machines from the seventies, eighties, nineties, the aughts, the tens, uh, EMs, and you can vote to put one machine in the hall of fame. And then I think the other ones are done by quote unquote industry people or something like that. Pinball media. Yep. I think you can apply if you have a stream or a podcast or some sort of connection. I don't know how it works, but it's all on there on the pinball network. So, 
you know, I think that's a positive that people get to have their vote, their say for their favorites. But that can also be a con too. And I think that goes for any of these awards in the pinball community is I saw this comment come up when the pinball industry awards were up and they asked, well, does everybody that's voting know every game and has played every game? Well, can't that be said about the other awards? Can't that be said about the Twippies? I personally, my hand up, Jeff Teols, I won't vote for any of these because I don't feel I am qualified and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty fucking connected. I play a lot. I go to a lot of tournaments. I talk to a lot of people. I still don't think I'm qualified enough to say, geez, I can't say this person's the best streamer because I haven't seen everybody that's nominated. I can't say this is the best podcaster because I haven't heard everyone. That wouldn't be fair. I just don't feel you know comfortable. Uh, the games this year, I haven't played Rick and Morty. I can't vote for the best game. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't played Hot Wheels yet. So how could I possibly say that Avengers is better than Hot Wheels if I haven't played it? Oh, but people will say, but I've seen it on a stream. That's good enough. Eh, to, to me, it's not. Yeah, that's great. You've seen it. And maybe you've done the research and you've looked and you've, you've gone through the codes and all kind of stuff. That's great. But to me, I don't feel I am qualified until I put my hands on the thing. Yeah, sure. Again, I'm just going to, I'm going to liken it to other awards that are out there and obviously we're talking there's industry awards and then there's the public vote the public vote which is really the the favorite right that one is always skewed because it's in the hands of the public you don't know whether they've seen everything to have a valued opinion it's just a popularity vote and that's fine and then you've got the industry as well i made this set suggestion a while ago about the trippies as well is that you should have a 50-50. 50% of the vote comes from a, a vetted committee of people that you know have played everything. And then 50% of it's the public vote. It's Eurovision rules, right? That's, that's how they had to do that because of all the, the block voting that they had in Europe. A country would always vote for another country or a country would never vote for another country because of political reasons, whatever. The way you try and even that out is do you give 50-50% of the vote to industry people? and the public and that kind of attempts to make it more of a fairer award that brings me to another point is that this can be a pro or con depending on where you are what's the transparency of the votes do you need to know what every person voted maybe maybe not who are the voters that's kind of i, I don't know i mean how are they vetted i guess do you know who the voters are for the academy awards yes members of the academy do you know their names uh, they're all listed. I, I don't personally yeah. know them, but they are listed. You can find out who the members of the Academy are. No, yes. I know. I, I guess I don't need to know who voted for what. That's. I think that when it is anonymous, people are more likely to vote honestly, is my take on it. Okay, interesting. That's gonna. I'm going to bring up a good point here. One of the positives, or negatives, depending on how you look at it, is what these things do, these votes, they are, without question, a way to generate web hits. Sure. And that's any of these things. That's any of these awards. I'm not naming one in specific, but these are definitely ways to get you to click to their website, put in the votes, maybe part of a mail subscription. You know what I mean? Like you can subscribe here, give you more information. Sure. It's great. Good. That's how you got to do it. Have you ever heard of RB Flip France? No. Well, let me tell you about it. It is a francophone community of pinball and enthusiasts, collectors. They offer all kinds of programs as well as live game videos to help you discover recent and old machines with Rudy, Cesar, and Julian. I'm sure it is a wonderful, wonderful show. Did you know that it is the second most reviewed show 
on This Week in Pinball's Promoters Database. 48 okay. reviews. Cool. Have you ever heard of it? Well, no. I'm not in France. No, no, it's a good point. I guess what I'm saying about these web hit things, hey, everybody, can you vote for us? Hey, can you give us a review? Hey, can you do all that kind of stuff? Well, does that make it the best? Oh, well, it depends again. We, we've had this argument many times, Jeff, whether it's the best or whether it's the favorite. Those two things aren't the same. I'm not shitting on RB Flip France. In fact, I'm going to go out of my way to watch it because I'm sure it is quite good. But when all the reviews come in within the same day, <laughs> you're like, okay, that was a plea. Obviously, hey, everybody, come vote for us or give us a review. To me, it's that's great. You got the recognition. Is it validation, though? I don't think it is. I'm sorry. I mean, to me... And you and I have fucking no reviews on any of our podcasts. That's great. That's fine. But if we actually got one, we'd feel pretty good because it would be unsolicited. I would feel sure. better about that. Even if they said zero stars, you know, somebody went out of their way to say, you suck. All right. That's great. I want people to go to the promoters database now and give us zero stars and say, you suck. Please do. Yes. Fuck. We don't give a shit. We no. Look, okay. It is something that you and I have, have discussed behind the scenes and on podcasts before, and it always gets us in trouble. Who cares? My take on it is this. If this gives people joy and it's a way of celebrating, then go for it. I don't care how the votes are done, whether it's solicited or unsolicited, paid for, unpaid for. Just, I don't know, have fun and enjoy it. One of the big things that we've often said behind the scenes is it would be good to have industry awards. And we've now got industry awards as well as the public popularity vote. Those two things, they can coexist. I'm glad that they exist. And I'm looking forward to celebrating when it happens. I mean, you know, last year, obviously, we had to have the Twippies done virtually. And I believe it's going to be the same because TPF has been officially cancelled for 2021. So I think they're going to do another video awards again. And that was fun to watch. And I just think have a bit of fun and don't get too worked up in the results and don't get angry. Oh, Avengers should have won and it had the best art. I never get angry. No, I, I could care less. Uh, I know. My take on it is this. If I can summarize, I don't watch any award show at all because I enjoy what I've enjoyed. I don't need somebody to tell me that what I enjoyed is better or worse than something else. I just want to enjoy it. You know what makes me sick, though, is when I'll hear podcasters, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, say, please, 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 uh, hey, you know, um, vote for us or give us a, give us the one I laugh the most at. Please give us a review. Please give us a review. And then their next podcast are like, holy shit, we're on the front page. Wow, I guess, I guess we're doing really well here. And I'm like, wait a minute, the last show you just begged for people. So it's not, why are you patting yourself on the back? Don't bother me, Jeff. Good for them. <laughs> I guess. Not bothered. Not bothered. But the reason I, I guess it bothers me is because I see a lot of unfortunate, real drama and almost venom come out of people on Pinside, on podcasts, not so much on streams. And that's what I don't like. I will promote, and you will too, I know you will, and we bring them on this show, we bring them on our other shows. There's not a podcast we won't promote. There's not a streamer we won't promote. If they're good people, absolutely. There's nobody we won't bring on this show or promote, but... That's not the case in this pinball, quote unquote, media. There's a lot of real competition. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. No, you know, I, I, was, I was being polite waiting for you to finish. I, I really want to full stop it if I can by saying it's every competition. When it's competitive, 
it brings out positive and negative competitive behaviors in a lot of people. And this is a, a podcast that's meant to be about competitive pinball. We know, guys, that it's, it's moved on from that. But we know even in pinball competitions, there are people that have got great, great positive competitive spirit. They just don't care who wins as long as it's a great time and you fought for the, and you won. And then there's people that are really negative about the competition and they try to bring it down so they can be better. That, that's in everything. And it's also in all the awards. Like there's, there's forums for the Academy Awards, car manufacturers, like car, like magazines and websites have their awards as well. And it gets really negative as well. It's just the nature of competition. Some people handle competition well, others don't. And sometimes it can bring everybody down. And that's going back to my point before. I just want to enjoy what I liked. I don't need somebody telling me that what I like is shit. For example, I want to be able to watch Wonder Woman 1984 with a positive outlook watching that movie. And I can't because everybody has absolutely shat on that film and I don't want to see it now. You didn't watch it? I haven't watched it. Okay. No, and I know because everyone, everyone has said how shit it is. And, and so it's just, it's a real bummer. I'm a human. I get affected by this stuff. And it's with pinball. Like, obviously, we, we shat on a lot of pinball on Head to Head when we did the twerpies. It's just a joke. It's not meant to be taken seriously. But some people do take this stuff really seriously. And that's the real, what you're talking about, the real downside yeah. of any of these awards and any of these competitions is it can get quite negative. I know with all the awards that are created, I know with the Twippies that were created, it was to promote and highlight uh, all the different aspects of pinball. And there's all kinds of different categories there. And it does shine a light. Unfortunately, it's the uh, the comments you read on Pinside and people, you know, are passionate. I guess that's good. You've got your favorites and all that. And, and they, you know, they want to pit people against each other. I don't really think, I, I don't have any enemies in this industry. Thank God. You know, I, if I fuck up, I fess that up. That you know of. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm sure. I, listen, I don't, I'm not saying I'm loved or liked by everyone. By God, no, that's not the case. But if I make a mistake, if I say something incorrect, I'm man enough to say, okay, you know, I apologize and uh, thanks for helping me understand what I was wrong about and uh, and we move on. And most people uh, can accept that as I would if it was the other way around. And uh, it's such a small community, right? We want everyone to kind of get along and... Yeah. Okay, what I've learned, Marty, is that awards are great and we need more of them. And thank God we are doing that here on Final Round. I'm really glad you came around to my view. Awards are important to a lot of people and none more important than the reach arounds. The reach rounds have been the talk of the pinball community for months and months and we've been teasing it. We have a date in which these are going to be awarded. It's January 27th. But what is up for grabs? That's the question. And there are several reach arounds and they could be yours. Shall we go through the categories, Jeff? Please. Okay, so the first reach around is the where did that come from reach around. So this is a pinball feature we didn't know that we needed. What would be something in this category, do you think, Jeff? Um, how about the pin bar or maybe the subway lock that we saw on Avengers or maybe the Led Zeppelin spinner mech? There's all kinds. 
Or even the front speakers on Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland. We didn't know we need them, but there they are. You want to blast my balls with some music? I'm all for it. (laughs) Absolutely. The next category is the ginger reach around. Hold on a second here. You've perked my interest. What is the ginger? The ginger is for the best voice work in pinball, either in a machine or a podcast, a stream, or a cameo somewhere pinball related. And I'm not eligible, am I? No, you are not, but it's pretty subtle where this award name came from. (laughs) The ginger. Okay. There are other reach-arounds. How about this one? You could get the stall balls reach-around. I would love a stall balls reach-around, but I could possibly be eligible because this is the best cancellation of 2020, and my tournament, the Melbourne Silver Bowl Championship, it was cancelled, so I could be eligible except... These awards aren't open to staff and friends of Final Round. So, it. But I know, very disappointing. I would have really enjoyed this reach around. So are we glad something got cancelled in 2020? Because there were a lot to choose from. For me personally, physically, I'm like, okay, you know, the Sanctum, I probably would have been crazy enough to do that 24-hour tournament again. But uh, I feel a little bit better, a little healthier now that I didn't have to do that. But I still want the Sanctum to exist. No, of course. But let me put it another way. I mean, again, unfortunately, staff of Final Round and their friends and family are not eligible. But I would say one of the best cancellations of 2020 was no more fucking pinball profile world tours. The fact that that was cancelled, I think that would get my vote. Yeah. 400 people uh, showed up for that and it was sold out for many events. But whatever, go. That's fine. Let's move on to the next reach around, asshole. The next one is the follow through reach around. This is the best use of the COVID lockdown. We have seen some interesting innovations in 2020. Lots of streamers, lots of new podcasters. How about online tourneys? Yeah, absolutely. There was also, you know, Expo that turned into the virtual Expo. What about Ping Clash? That was, you know, a cool use of making good in everybody being locked down. So I think there's a there's a lot of people vying for that particular reach around. I have to admit, I do like this one. And it was actually suggested from somebody you can see on Melbourne Silverball, Dr. Curly Tech, Stacey Borg. He suggested the sharp focus reach around. What is that? So this is when second place is good enough. So this is for an individual or an organization or a group that are the second best at something. So it could be whoever is currently number two on the IFPA. You know, you think we're just giving these things away. No, these are actual physical reach around trophies. People, I'm just pointing out, like they're actually being made. You think we're joking. We're not. That's why we've delayed a little bit, but there's actually a prototype of this trophy and they could be yours, especially these next one, because these ones have a buy it now feature. Absolutely. And the first category is the five days reach around. Again, comes from Stacey Borg. What is this? This is where Jeff and I will talk you up so much that expectations will far exceed anything that you can possibly deliver. Can you imagine that endorsement from Marty and myself, just us going on and on? Like, we will social media blitz the shit out of this thing. We will just hype up this for five days. But of course, you got to buck up, all right? Now, listen, we're doing this crap for free. It's time for you to dig deep in your wallet, all right? You want an award? You got to pay for it. That's the way most awards are won. 
And that's what you do with these reach-arounds. Well, and how about this next one? The keep your mouth shut reach-around. This is where Jeff will never be allowed to mention his Pinball Profile World Tour ever on this podcast. And I would say on any podcast. Let me get this straight. So if somebody, and please don't feel like you have to do this, but if somebody were to actually buck up and pay for this award, I'm never allowed to mention that ever again? Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. A little tit for tat here. You can also win the dry reach around. I know you'd prefer it a little lube, but trust me, the dry reach around is awesome because that means if you buy this, Marty cannot drink on Melbourne Silver Ball for one month. I'm not a madman. I can't cut you off forever. That would be maybe dangerous. That is bad enough. If you'd said one week, I would have been going, geez, but a month? That's okay. You're cutting me off from my Pinball Profile World Tour win? Uh, yeah, you got to go at least a month if I got to never mention that I guess again. We have got our vices. I get it. I get it. We get a lot of requests to come on this show. And quite honestly, we say, uh, beat it. Go to another shitty podcast. We only bring on the best. Or you can pay to come on. Either is fine. You can win the give it a try reach around. Absolutely. And we will have you on our show as a special guest. Maybe 30 seconds, maybe three hours. We don't know. No. A minimum 30 minutes. Okay, done. I'm happy with that. All right. And then the next category, we've got the top fan reach around. We know, we know who's going to cough up for this one. Final round, we'll acknowledge you as the top fan. Joe Fox, if you fuck this up and don't bid on this, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, your cred out the window. Out the window. And in this next category is near and dear to me. Jeff, this is the look at me reach around. So this is a little special thing we've done. You know, one thing we have a lot of pride in, and it's all you, Marty, let's be honest, is every podcast we come out with a pretty funny image. And we've got a good collection of these. So we're going to make this into a special photograph, but not just any special photograph. You're going to be included on that. So it's like, look at that. Me and the final round guys together. And this is limited only to 25. We're only going to do 25 of these. And they'll be signed by Marty and myself with your photo on it as well. What a keepsake. An honor, I would say. The look at me reach around. Okay, so it's not a trophy, but it's this incredible limited edition photo of some of our greatest shows. And now you included as well. And then the next category we've got is the show us your bits reach around. Now, that's kind of a double meaning. I know that means something different in Australia, correct? Well, it means everything. <laughs> bits. <laughs> bits is what you get when you stream on Twitch. People give you their bits. I think uh, there are a few bits in some of your budgie smugglers, too, if I recall. <laughs> Absolutely. We can't just give this to the best streamer. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what the Twippies are for and maybe some acknowledgement on the PIAs. But here on Final Round, if you want to show us your bits reach around, that is for a mediocre streamer or podcaster. Still a great honor. And you have a reach around to show it. I think you should bid on it right now. Absolutely. If you're thinking to yourself, there's absolutely no way I'm actually going to get a legitimate award. I mean, not that the reach arounds aren't legitimate, but if you're not going to get one of those other industry awards. We know who's going to win those. All right. So this is the one for you. This is the one you can put on your mantle. Every time you stream, every time you podcast, it'll be right there. Get the show us your bits reach around. I'm telling you, you'll want it. Absolutely. And then the last category we've got is the talk a good game reach around. 
This is a free one. You don't have to buy it at all. Anybody can win this. So all you need to do to get the talk of good game reach around is go to the promoters database on This Week in Pinball, give us a review. It can be zero stars. It can be five stars. It doesn't matter. We will then do a random draw and somebody will get the reach around. And it's a trophy. So it's legit. Marty, we get a lot of uh, fan mail and all kinds of things on social media, people telling us they like the show, but they say, ah, you know what? I I don't do reviews. Here's what you do. Go to thisweekinpinball.com. Go to the promoter's database. Just copy and paste one of the almost 50 RB Flip France (laughs) reviews. Put it on ours. It's good. You could qualify for this award. Especially, especially if you copy and paste one of the reviews in French. Oh, there you please. Go. You get double votes, by the way. All right. You get two extra <laughs> chances. If you put it in a language that's not English, double the votes. All right. Absolutely. But if you copy somebody else's, oh, that's even better. Let's do it. Absolutely. Yep, for sure. And Jeff Patterson, I know you're listening. Don't discredit those. All right. Because we will speak French on the next episode to prove that they're legitimate. Yes. We will change our names to either Rudy, Caesar, or Julian. You can't take those votes away from us. Those are ours, Jeff Patterson. Come on, buddy. Oh, those reach rounds, they always feel good, don't they, Marty? Absolutely. Who doesn't want a good reach around, especially from Jeff and Marty, right? Best reach arounds in the biz, got to tell you. You get a trophy, we get paid, everybody's happy. Okay, but there's only one way to really get paid on this show, Marty, and you know what that is. It must be our sponsor of the week. Why do we do this podcast or any of the videos, any of the stuff we do? The joy of pinball, a way to give back. But the time, the energy, we bust our asses, we put out free content, and all they want is more and more. And for what? A couple of listeners on the podcast, a few viewers on the stream? I agree. It would be nice to reap some rewards. How can we make 2021 different? We are going to turn this audio magic into video gold. You don't mean Twitch, but with DMCA cracking down and tons of pinball streamers, how will we stand out? Ah, 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 you're not thinking about the bigger picture. In 2021, like, follow, and throw a sub at the new Final Round ASMR Twitch channel. Shouldn't we be doing pinball? Screw it. Just make sounds. We do it anyway. Give it a try. Marty, rub your mustache on the mic. Hey. I can hear the money rolling in already. Jeff, give me a sound. Okay. Those are my potato chips, but not just any chips. They're the chips that missed my mouth and landed on my shirt. They're second attempt chips. How's this one? (sighs) What could that be? Is that my first bottle of gin or fifth? Like and subscribe to find out. And don't forget about our private subscription, the OnlyFans Twitch feed. Here's a sneak peek. You'll have to sub up to find out what I'm scratching. What about those people that like a little bit of rough play in their private lives, Jeff? With the OnlyFans subscription, you'll get these sounds of pure torture. Josh Sharp, master of not winning tournaments. Mathematically. Thank you. Oh, not like that. Stop. Oh my god! It's the final round ASMR Twitch channel coming soon. Marty, it's the doorbell. Who is it? <laughs> Who could possibly be there at the door at this time of the day? Let me introduce you to my pals, Marty and Steve. 
Marty. Well, howdy, Mr. Marty and Mr. Jeff. Boy, we sure are excited to be with you today. Hello, Steve. Fancy you joining our little dinky podcast. Aren't you off doing a quest? Oh, you're right, Mr. Marty. We're on a quest, if you haven't heard already, for the ancient pinball relics so we can restore peace and balance to the pinball hobby. We already found the pinball armor of fortitude, and next, it's on to the pinball strands of wisdom. Ah, Jesus, Steve. Um, Marty, Jeff, can I say something, please? Go ahead, Moppy. Yeah, go for it, Moppy. Look, I'm tired. Steve's got me going all around the world looking for these pinball relics, and now I have to come in this stupid fucking podcast with you asshats. That's not very nice, Moppy, but I appreciate it. But Moppy... Oh, that's that's Rory. Is that Rory? Yep, I'm here too, just playing the piano. I was just telling Moppy it's a real honor to come on your show, because everyone else just thinks we're a bunch of silly puppets. You've got that right, Rory. It sure is an honor to be on the Final Round Pinball Podcast, and this is our first interview. Oh, it's so nice to be able to do this. There's not many other pinball podcasts out there that would take a chance on interviewing a bunch of puppets. Am I right? I think puppets have been screwed for years and years and years. Let's not forget about the wool shortage of 1984. There's always the Muppet Envy thing to be concerned about. And it goes without saying that in the puppet world, there is inappropriate fingering. That is commonplace. You want to talk about fingering? Why don't you ask Steve about fisting? Happy. I really appreciate you saying that, Mr. Jeff. You know, you truly are a puppet advocate. That's really one of the reasons we wanted to start our puppet podcast, because there's not a lot of advocacy for puppets in the pinball hobby. And, you know, we're taking up that mantle, doing what we can to provide the best darn puppet content we can for our fellow puppet brethren and for the pinball hobby at large. Marty, you know what sucks for the poor puppets is that there's the Twippy Awards. There's now these uh, Pia Awards. There's nothing for puppets like they're actually not allowed to qualify for any of these that's bullshit well jeff i reckon you've mentioned two awards you haven't mentioned what is possibly the best awards in pinball and it's the reach arounds and i think if ever there was an award made for puppets it's a reach around for sure oh 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 i've heard about the reach arounds oh Uh, Mr. Marty, I don't even know what to say. It would just be an honor to receive any nomination for any type of award in this hobby. I mean, there's so many wonderful content creators and to be considered for a reach around. Oh, it just fills my heart with joy. Makes me want to leap in the air. We were talking about getting you a reach around and I think probably the best way for you to win, and I'm going to call it the hand up reach around, is for each of the puppet pals to tell us why they should get a reach around. Jeff and I will decide which of the puppet pals gets the award. Okay, well, I guess I'll get started. Oh, to get a reach around would just be so super swell. I mean, to receive any type of award for all the hard work and effort that we're putting into the hobby right now as puppets, it would just be such an honor. I just envision it. I'm on my knees with my eyes closed, just waiting for my reach around. And I just hope one day I sure do get it. Fuck, Steve. Um, there's no way in hell I'm gonna let you perverts near me. Well, we've still got to hear from the rest of the Papa Powers whether they want to reach around. So far, Steve, you are absolutely in the running. 
I'd love a reach around, but I'm so worried right now with the pinball hobby and everything else that's going bad with the curse. Oh, you're right, Rory. It's just a horrible time in the pinball hobby. This curse that plagues the land is just sucking the life out of everything. It's canceling tournaments. Yeah, what's going on with this pinball enthusiast national invitational slam pro-am of the stars? Is that thing going to happen or what? We really have no idea. And thank you for bringing bringing it up because I'm so shocked, super shocked that no one is talking about this gigantic tournament. Not any pinball podcast, not any live streams, nothing. So we just don't know. And I don't know if you heard on our most recent podcast, but the entire country of Australia had to pull out. This curse is horrible. Hey, I was put out late. It's pretty hard. We can't travel. So it's very difficult for us to get over there. So, you know, on on behalf of all Australians, I'm sorry that we can't make it. Marty, I think the only thing that could save us is maybe a song. Oh, I think song heals everything. Oh, you're right, Mr. Jeff. A song would be super swell. And I know just the right song, everybody. How about a song about your new awards on the final round pinball podcast? Oh, just think. A prestigious pinball award that's even open to puppet kind. Think we have a chance, Moppy? Could we win? Jesus, Steve. Gather around and hear our testimony. Like nothing seen on sea or sky or ground. A most prestigious pinball ceremony. The reach around. The reach around. Imagine that fine day all robed in glory We'll line up one by one anxiously Rars. All pinball will hear tale of our story The Reach Around Reach Around Reach Around From Mr. Jeff and Marty Mr. Gross Reach Around Reach around. We're all here on our knees. I'm not getting on my knees, Steve. The envy of our fellow pinball podcasts. They'll wish they could be us. Oh, don't you see? (laughs) When measured pound for pound, it truly will astound. This prime pinball award show we all call the Reach would take it seriously. <gasps> Ooh, Mr. Marty, Mr. Jeff, do you think you could videotape this when we get our reach arounds? Reach arounds. Oh, final round, what can we do? Reach arounds. Reach arounds. We'll all perform for you. Mr. Marty, please be oh so gentle. For what you hold we treasure with our lives. A very fine award we truly can't afford. But Mr. Jeff is oh so giving with his reach around. Can I just say, I mean, I know there are people out there and different things tickle their fancies. You guys are trying to get a reach around, but I have a feeling there are a lot of people out there that would love to actually receive a reach around from a puppet. I'm just saying that might float their boat. I could be wrong. 
Well, I think that's only fair. It's like a reciprocal award, right? I get to reach around and then I get to pick another super swell pinball content creator to give a reach around to. Oh, who could I give a reach around to? I know, I'll pick Mr. Dr. Pin, cause he's super nice and super swell and I just love to give him a reach around. I think that is a fantastic choice. Oh, Mrs. Pin is gonna be jealous. She is gonna be jealous, but she won't have to give her reach around this year. That's right. It's not fooling around if it's a puppet. I think that's the standard rule. Oh, we never fool around, silly. We take our role in pinball media very seriously. Awesome. I look forward to meeting you in person one day, Steve. Oh, that'd be super neato, Mr. Marty. Maybe at a pinball show, we can have a pinball reach around after party. (gasps) That'd be swell. Steve, Moppy, Rory, Zacario, thank you very much for coming on. I know your time is uh, limited here. We appreciate it, especially during the holidays. I hope nobody pulled that old puppet prank on you on Christmas where they say, hey, Steve, hey, Moppy, do a handstand. And you do a handstand, then some jackass throws a bunch of candy canes in you like you're a stocking. I think that's bullshit. Well, Mr. Marty, Mr. Jeff, as our time here draws to a close, we just wanted to thank you so very much for inviting a bunch of silly puppets onto the final round pinball pot. Podcast. Oh, what an honor to talk about puppet rights, tournaments, and the reach-arounds with you today. Oh, and, and if you want to find out more about the Puppet Pals, you can visit our Facebook page. We have one of those. Or email us at puppetpalspodcast at gmail.com. And oh, that's Puppet Pals with a Z. We spell it with a Z. Um, so we'll just talk to you real soon. We had a great time. Guys, didn't you have a good time too? Sure, Steve. I had a swell time. See, ciao, bye. So, in the spirit of competitions, let's talk about another competition that we ran. Oh, did we? Because I saw a straight down the middle video that ran one too, in a way. I Although know. it was just two people voting. But uh, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the underrated pinball battle royale people's choice. And we had a total of 2,516 votes. That is pretty impressive. And you're right when you say people's choice, because we let, for the most part, the 32 games being picked, picked by you, the ones listening. There were four nominated by us if i can remember flight 2000 was mine what did you have jeff i don't even remember oh you had devil's dare i had austin powers didn't make it past the first round i think that's an absolute travesty shitty spinner hit the toilet all day <laughs> probably too much bossa nova <laughs> uh your other one was eight ball champ did that make it out of the first round no no it didn't i think the Flight 2000 made it through to round three, and your Devil's Dare was out first round and an eight ball champ. So we didn't do well. But I tell you what did well. I'll go to the round round four where the top four really was No Fear Dangerous Sports, Harlem Globetrotters, Big Game, and World Poker Tour. I have to think that World Poker Tour surprised me. Deep code, no question about it. You were talking about this on the last show, just 
that wide open play field. It's the shots are so far, far away. Well, it's underrated. Decent upper play field, if you really want to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I just again, that was the nature of this competition that we had was just to call out games that are, are considered underrated. I don't think necessarily a lot of people have liked it. It came out at an era that didn't get a lot of press, but you know, it beat Monopoly in the first round, Black Rose in the second round, and then Last Action Hero in the third round. So it did quite well and then got knocked out by Big Game in the fourth round. So it it did well. One thing I want to call out, though, with this is probably the biggest bit of feedback that we got was Harlem Globetrotters because everyone was saying, what? Harlem Globetrotters? How's that possibly... Underrated. Underrated. Well, I think at the time it was 182 on Pinside. Yeah, so that was the criteria. It couldn't be in the top 100. And to me, if it's a great game, it should be in the top 100. So if that was 182, uh, that's a crying shame. There are not 180 better games than Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. The highest ranked one was Earthshaker at 111. Uh, and also, don't worry, we, we understand Pinside rank the, the rating system and a lot of the newer games get a bit of more of a boost because they get more played than these older games. But ultimately, Harlem Globetrotters won the underrated battle. It was up against big game. Again, I'm just really impressed that these older games, these solid states, get a mention. But yes, Harlem Globetrotters obviously is a fantastic game, but it is sitting at 182. That's probably changed since we we started the, the competition. But you know what? If you want this to be higher, go to Pinside, do a review, and bump it up. Now, so, that's a little different than what we saw in Straight Down the Middle. Yeah. So, their top one was Lethal Weapon 3. We had that in our game. original 16, didn't we? We did indeed. So, that has been called out. There were three games I noticed that were not either in our first underrated Battle Royale or this one, The People's Choice. And those were The Beatles. And the reason The Beatles wouldn't have made it is because... It is a top 100 game, so didn't count for us. But I do yep. think the Beatles is underrated. I do agree with Straight Down the Middle because... Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. It is such a good game. Just uh, listen, yep. the price sucks. That's it. Yeah, yep. But as far as just sheer fun, absolutely nails it. Yeah. They also had Popeye. I know. Do you like that game? Um. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I love it. But I would agree in that it is underrated. I think it's better than people give it credit. To me, the thing that bothers me, it's not that it's a wide body or super wide body or whatever it is. It's just the number of shots you can't see because that upper play field is so big. So it's the stuff underneath. It's, it just, that bothers me. Yeah. So when, when we did, we started this uh, underrated, it was sitting at 269 on the pin side top 300. And I would say it needs to be a lot higher than that. The, the big thing, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. That, that boat in the middle obscures a lot of the shots. The thing that really lets it down for me is the upper play field, how you're going through that maze. I find that very difficult to pick the right shot to be able to get to the end. And therefore, it kind of makes it a bit redundant. But it's one of these games that I like playing this in a tournament because everyone hates it. So therefore, I beat them. The other game that they had in there, and again, it's in the top 100, so we couldn't have picked it. Stranger Things. <laughs> I heard the twerpies. You disagree. Um, yeah. I still want to 
play Stranger Things a lot more than I have because I do, I do really want to like it because I love the theme. I really do want to like that game. I just don't. I don't like the game at all. I love the theme. I don't like the artwork on the back class. I think that's pretty weak. I don't like that it's very similar to Attack from Mars and Medieval Madness, which are great games. It's just the weaker of the three. I don't like the rejects from those center stand-ups. I don't like that the Demigorgon is now a bash Tory when that's not what it was made for. And I don't really want to be bashing that thing. Even if it is a bash toy, you should be going in the mouth. Anyway, the left ramp rejects, but this is just me and the few times I've played it. And the reason I don't want to play it again, but... Raymond Davidson, who is the number one player in the world, says his game is dialed in and he certainly enjoys it. Well, if it's dialed in, okay, great. That's awesome. But I haven't played that game yet. So I would be interested in seeing a dialed in Stranger Things. Yes. (laughs) I hear the code's good, though. I I do hear. I've heard the code's good. Yeah. Yeah. It just, as I said on on Head to Head, and I'll say it now, I did play it at Hatchman's Party a week ago. I had one game on it and just didn't feel compelled to play it again. But if I streamed it and and I'm organizing a stream of it, I I hope that by the end of the stream, it has turned me around. And I I feel it could just with more time on it. You know, when I was in Sydney, it had just kind of come out and Rod Osborne came to meet me in Sydney. We were at Frankie's Pizza to start off, but he said, hey, down the street, there's a Stranger Things. So we went down the street played Stranger Things. I played two games and I was like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of done here. I think the other game was Ghostbusters. So I was really screwed. I was like, oh, that's fucked. <laughs> there goes my night. But anyway, um, back to Frankie's. Yeah, I just, I couldn't enjoy it. And we'll see. Uh, I'll try it again, but uh, good for straight down the middle doing that. Uh, they're probably doing a, a most overrated game too, which will be very interesting to see considering... <laughs> Flipping out Sol's games. I'm dying to see what he calls most overrated. Well, we were going to do a most overrated as well. Do you still want to do it and compare? We will do it, but here's the thing. I like what you did with this Battle Royale 2 where you had the people choose. I think that would be great. By the way, it takes the onus off of us. We don't look like dickheads if we get everyone else calling it overrated. (laughs) Yeah, we can just comment on other people's decisions. I like that. Yes, yes, yes. Let's be the saints that we pretend to be. (laughs) Yeah, correct. Marty, the next time we talk, it'll be a brand new year. We're going to miss 2020, said no one ever. Mm, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a, an interesting year, hasn't it, Jeff? But let's talk about, if we can, really, the highlight of 2020. It was us. It was us. We did find a round. <laughs> you, know, that's, you know, with all the shit that's happened, we still got final round. You got an episode every fortnight or two weeks, if. You don't know what Fortnite means. You have brought the word Fortnite into the North American lexicon. In fact, the video game never did it. But you, Marty, by saying it, now the guys on the pinball show are saying it. I think probably Jesse J has thrown it out there once or twice. Fortnite. Well done. Word of 2020. Well, and there's also another one. And, and speaking of Jesse J, she is championing this for me as well. It is the phrase, Ecky B. Ecky B, your extra balls. I like that. Extra ball. Ecky B. Come on, guys, bring it up. It's Eki B. From now on, I want people on streaming and tournaments everywhere you go yelling Eki B when you get an extra ball. Brilliant idea. They turn off extra balls in tournaments. That tells you how little you play nowadays. Marty. It's been but that's so, so long, right? Yeah. yeah. Good to see all those code updates with Stern. Was there one that jumped out to you? Iron Maiden had a huge update. Thank God they finally made that game good. Well done, Keith. It's about it was time. Com- 
completely unplayable until this code came out. Yes, absolutely. Do you know what? It, it, it's an interesting code update because I think that we, you and I, and I'll put my recent head-to-head episode as well, we are the ones that made that update happen. And I'll tell you why. Because I've been watching people stream Iron Maiden with the new code. Tons. And the one thing I noticed is how much even better it is presented to you as a player and a viewer, all the magic moments that are happening. It makes you feel better playing the game. So I think that we're responsible for that code update. Jeff, you and I. I'll give you the credit for that because you like those magic moments for sure. But we're kidding, of course. The game was, to me, perfect. But now they've got all these animations. Scoring's a little different. Yeah, the first day that dropped, I think there were, what, seven, eight different code updates. All I saw was Iron Maiden. Yeah, I know. And uh, yeah, everyone was playing it. I'm not somebody that likes to live with regrets. I kind of now regret not having Iron Maiden after seeing the new code. You've had both Iron Maiden and Jurassic Park, the limited editions. Can you say which one was your favorite? I would say theme absolutely is Jurassic Park. Game and rules, Iron Maiden. Okay, interesting. Maybe this time in the next two weeks, I'll have my first ever limited edition game. Just put the money down on it. We will have to find out until the next fortnight. Hey, look, at I'm doing it now. Nice, nice. My name is Jeff Teolis. My name is Martin Robbins. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the final round pinball podcast in 2020. See you next year. Bonne année, mes amis. That's Happy New Year in French, by the way. And buy your reach-arounds.